So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, you should be proud of yourself for tuning in today, too, because there's a lot of things you could have done with the next 10, 15 minutes of your life, and you chose to invest it in your integrity, in your well-being, and in your future, and that is highly commendable. So well done. Really glad you guys are here. Uh, Real quick, if you do not have a copy of my book, The Last Relapse, uh, no pressure, but it is my blueprint for making a full, complete recovery from porn addiction. So if you're struggling with sexual sin of any kind, any kind of sexual misbehavior, any kind of compulsive behavior actually, then this book is available to you. I highly recommend you get your hands on it. Um, This thing has been endorsed by people like Eddie Caparucci, Dr. Joe Martin. Um, We've had some really fantastic feedback as well. We probably get a few emails every week of, of people whose lives are being changed by the book. It comes with a free workbook. I mean, there's all the resources in the world packed into this book that I spent a little bit, honestly, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I spent over $10,000 to put it together and it's available completely free of charge. So thelastrelapsebook.com is where you can get a copy of that. I hope you'll do so. But today we are talking about keys to experience peace that surpasses understanding. If you are a believer, you will recognize that language from Philippians 4. And we're going to go into that a little bit in in, in a minute. But I want to set the stage here a little bit. Peace is one of the most underrated parts of the kingdom, in my personal opinion. I think for two reasons. One is we have reduced the definition of peace. We've diluted it. And the second is that we probably never really understood how significant it is in the first place. The The best way to really understand what peace is, is to think about what heaven is like. Now, the reason I say that is because for any concept in the Bible, in, in the kingdom of God, what we want to do is we want to get clarity on what this looks like in heaven because the better we understand it in heavenly terms, then the better we can apply it to earth. Uh, if, you, if you think of a concept like worship, well, if you, what we know about what happens in heaven is that day and night the angels, um, you know, they cast their crowns, the elders cast their crowns, and the angels cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty who was and is and is to come. We get an idea of what worship looks like in heaven. And so our worship on earth is to reflect that. And not perfectly because earth and heaven are not the same thing. But you know, for me, the, the idealist within loves to lead with what does it look like in heaven before we start talking about what it actually means in earthly conditions. And just an interesting footnote, uh, in the, the two churches that my wife and I have been a part of in the last little bit, uh, we're in the, in the midst of a church transition right now, the, there's been a resurgence of songs about the holiness of God, which is really interesting. Just a side note, because I do believe it is a rising subject in the body of Christ, and my personal conviction 
is that we actually have been, we've done such a poor job of understanding the holiness of God that is starting to surface again because this is so like paramount. Like that's all the angels sing. All they do is they sing about how holy God is. That's it. So if they sing about how holy God is in heaven, we should probably be doing it on earth too. Now, all that is to set the stage for this concept of peace. And before we talk about what peace is, what we really want to ask ourselves is what does peace actually look like in heaven? What does peace look like in the kingdom of God? Because I think we've reduced peace to feeling calm. We've reduced peace to, you know, not feeling discomfort about a decision. Like, oh yeah, I feel peace about it. I feel good. Um, And that is like the tip of the iceberg, absolute beginner kind of peace stuff. If, if you think about what peace would be in a heavenly context, peace is like oxygen, right? Everything that takes place in heaven is done from a state of rest, right? Because we know, well, maybe you don't know. In case you don't know, rest is not the absence of activity, okay? Rest is, is present confidence. It, it, is, it is present, silent, quiet confidence. Uh, it is a state of the heart. It is not the absence of activity. I, I am at rest right now. Honestly, this is some of the most relaxed uh, recording I've done for my podcast because I've really been focusing on this lately on when I get into my activities, I am just present. I'm just going to be confident that whatever I can do in the time allotted will be good enough. And if it's not, I'll find another time to do it later, but I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to be hasty and I'm not going to be panicked or concerned about it because that's going to reflect poorly in my work and the people like you that I'm trying to reach and impact. Rest, uh, uh, rest, not the absence of activity, although you must also do that, just to be clear, it, it, it's not either or, it's both and, but it is not exclusively just, you know, lying on the beach doing nothing or sleeping until 11 o'clock in the morning so you can catch up on sleep and saying, yeah, oh, what a restful day. No, you, you had a sleep-filled day, but, but rest is actually a lifestyle. Day in and day out, you and I are called to live in rest, and that is more a state of the heart. Now, peace comes into this because I think I think we have, again, like I said, reduced peace to a feeling. Um, we've reduced it to, you know, situational and circumstantial kind of stuff. But you have scriptures like Romans 14, 12 that say that the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit. You have scriptures like Philippians 4, which the, the title of today's episode gives a nod to, saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. I want you to think of, of peace as substance. In, in heavenly terms, peace is, is oxygen, right? So again, it's not visible substance, but it, it, we know it's there. And in an earthly manner, it's not necessarily like the same. It's not oxygen that we breathe. But what I'm trying to say is it's kind of like intangible substance, if ever there were. Like that, that's kind of oxymoronic. But it's it's not it's not something that you can necessarily put your hands on and touch, but you know when it's there. And the important thing for, for us with peace is that it is not binary. It is not that I am at peace or I am not at peace. Peace is is measurable. It's scalable. It exists across a spectrum or a gradient. And so what we want to do with peace is we want to, the goal is that we are protecting the measure of peace that we already possess. And secondly, that we are enhancing it and setting up our lives 
and fostering an intimacy with Jesus that allows our peace to grow on a regular basis. Peace is a big deal. And, you know, for for the person who's addicted to pornography, for the person who's just trying to make it by in this world, you probably notice that your peace feels threatened from time to time. That's because we are so stimulated, we have so much input, and that our sense of self and identity has never been under more scrutiny and more attack in the media and in, honestly, just through social media and everything else. Like, we are, we are dangerously unpeaceful. And I am I'm doing my part to at least talk about it a little bit today and to exhort you to live a life with greater peace. Now, what I want to do is I want to read a little bit further, and I've done this before on the podcast. We've, we've, I'm sure we've explored the scripture, um, but this is Philippians 4, verse 8 and verse 9, and this is what's going to help us kind of bring everything together. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever is of good report, if there's any virtue and anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. It's interesting. We kind of hear about the peace of God in the earlier portion of scripture, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. And then in this next section, we hear about the God of peace. And the the keys to living a life of peace means that we have both. We have the peace of God, we protect it and we preserve it. And there's different ways that you can do that. We'll get a little practical at the very end of this episode. But we we preserve it and we learn to increase it. But secondly, we aim to regularly convene and commune with the God of peace. How do you do that? Simple. You actually just start to control your thoughts. You meditate on the things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, praiseworthy. If you meditate on these things, it will be impossible for you to not experience the God of peace. And that's pretty freaking incredible. And if you can imagine, imagine that that God that God could elevate an atmosphere, just his simple presence, being the God of peace, could elevate the the peace that exists, that's available to you. That's kind of what this looks like. So Imagine you have a substance, a measure of peace within you. Okay, we'll use numbers. It doesn't work this way, but we'll use numbers to illustrate. Let's say you're level 60. Okay, out of 100, you're about 60. You got about a measure of 60. I don't know, 60 points of peace. So there's two ways. There's two things that we need to do, right? We need to preserve and we need to enhance or increase. So how do we preserve it? Well, we have to get really good at regulating our nervous system. We have to get really good at hearing the voice of God. We want to get really good at making good decisions, thinking about the long-term outlook. And then we also want to protect input at all costs. These are things that are going to be preservative in nature. If we can do these things well, they will ensure that the measure of peace that we carry, those 60 points of peace, stay intact. How do you increase peace? The only way you increase peace is, well, I shouldn't say the only way. There's only two ways that you increase peace. The first is by eliminating sources of anxiety, okay? So this could be things like social media. These could be relationships where maybe you don't eliminate, maybe you just set a boundary, right? But making adjustments, it's identifying the sources of anxiety and then then figuring out what can I do to reduce, eliminate, adjust, etc., The second thing that we want to do is we actually want to expose ourselves to things that would ordinarily disrupt our peace, 
but with the intention to stay peaceful in their midst. For me, in my own maturity, uh, I think about finances as a big one for me. Um, you know, I got really mad at Shaloma when we first bought our house. Um, I didn't, I didn't know all the expenses that were going to come with it, and so I was just a little bit nervous that you know we had bought a house we couldn't afford and whatever, whatever. And I, I crunched numbers. It wasn't like I went into it flippantly, but I just had this concern. And anyways, it was, it was a little bit ridiculous. Um, and anyways, I had this concern and then Shalom spent something and we went like $30 over our budget for the month and I just lost it, just freaked out because I'm like, we can't be going over budget. We just bought a house and rah, 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 you know, and um, the, the measure of peace that I carried was not enough to sustain that crisis, quote unquote. It's embarrassing that I even had that response, but you know what I mean. Um, and now, you know, we've been in, we've been in more... Um, I don't know, complex situations, not that we've like really been in debt or been short money, but there's just been times where expenses have come up and we've had to figure out how are we going to cover this? And those things would have sunk me a couple years ago, but not anymore. Why? Because in my maturation, I've now been exposed to more challenging things that initially I didn't have enough peace to really withstand. But in my maturity, in cultivating and doing those things that preserve the peace, they've grown. And now in my exposure to situations where you know, something does happen, I I am able to keep my peace so far. So far, so good. You know, who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's something down the road where I'll be challenged again in that area. And if it were the case, then it would be an opportunity to increase in my measure of peace. So this is this is the part that we control that increases our peace. But the other thing is the meditation part. Controlling your thought life and meditating on the things that are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtuous, and praiseworthy invites the God of peace to be in your midst. And if you can kind of imagine just the mere engagement, just the mere interaction with the God of peace bumps you from a level 60 up to like a 70, just from him being around. He's a 100. We're not there yet, but but it it rubs off onto us a little bit, right? And we hit, we hit whatever it might be, 65, 70. Every time he, we get a boost when we engage with the God of peace. So that's the goal for you and I. And the more we grow in this, um, I mean, peace will work wonders in your recovery. It will strengthen your relationships. It will allow you to go day to day um, and manage the stressors with ease or certainly with confidence. And those kinds of things become a really big deal when we talk about long-term recovery. Lots of work at first. Uh, you, you can imagine it like Play-Doh. You got to kind of knead the dough a little bit before it gets stretchy and before you can really work with it. But with time, peace becomes this incredibly versatile asset that allows us to go through the cares of life, to mitigate stressors that may come up expectedly or unexpectedly, and to ultimately keep our composure, stay focused, be conscious of the things that matter to us the most, the things that are true, noble, just, etc., so that we can make good choices, so that we can stay true to ourselves, and ultimately move forward into the things that God has called you and I to. And I hope that's exactly what you'll do. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to remind you, you have an opportunity to get your copy of The Last Relapse completely free of charge at thelastrelapsebook.com. It's our blueprint for recovery. And if you're looking for a process and a proven system that's actually going to lead you to a place of legitimate recovery from porn addiction and sexual misbehavior. This is your chance to do it. Thelastrelapsebook.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. I wish you an incredible day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. 
I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.